The views expressed on The Pickleball Show are not necessarily those of the USAPA. The Pickleball Show is the official podcast of the USAPA dedicated to growing the sport of pickleball around the country. Show your support and become a USAPA member today. Visit USAPA.org. From Bainbridge Island to the Villages. Pickleball is one of the fastest growing sports in America. Buckeye to Abbotsford. Time out, baby, yeah! St. George to Rochester and all points in between. If you've heard of pickleball or you already play it, then you know. This is the Pickleball Show. Hello, my name's Wayne Mugley, pickleball lover, and here's the host of the Pickleball Show, Chris Allen. Live from the PBX Club Studios in Asheville, North Carolina, it's the Pickleball Show. I'm your host, Chris Allen. Feels like fall here in North Carolina, here in the mountains. It's uh, cool weather starting to move in, and it sure is a, uh, a welcome feeling. And you know, as, as the weather starts to cool off, tournament season starts to heat up around the country. Lots of good tournaments coming up, and I thought there's probably a lot of people out there that are having to run tournaments. Not you know the big giant ones, not nationals or tournament of champions or anything, but the smaller ones, the local ones. And I thought this might be the perfect time to sort of map out some of the tricks, some of the secrets that it takes to run an awesome tournament. And I've got two ladies here who know exactly how to do that. Of course, from PickleballTournaments.com in Arizona, it's Melissa McCurley. Hey, Melissa. Hey, Chris. How are you doing? Doing great. You on the road for a while or are you back home in Arizona now? Yeah, I'll be on the road a while. I just finished one in Prescott, Arizona, and I'm going to stay here in Prescott for a week because it's 25 degrees cooler than down in the valley. In fact, the folks up here call this God's country and they call where we live Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> so it's only 125 degrees there, huh? Yeah, well, no, actually, it's in this. It's like 70 degrees and raining at this very moment. But, oh, uh, yeah, I think I hear yeah. some rain behind you there. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm in my motorhome, so it's nice and loud. Okay. And now we go up to Michigan, and uh, somebody who really knows how to run an awesome tournament because the, the rave reviews have been pouring in all this past week for the Great Lakes Regionals. It's CJ Germstead up in Michigan. Hey, CJ. Hi, Chris. Hi, Melissa. And you were the, were you the tournament? director this year, CJ? I was the co-tournament director with um, Mike Fitch. Oh, okay. So Mike just rode your coattails, I think, was what I heard. Uh, I think it went both ways. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was very lucky to have him. Yeah, I heard great things about both of you, and just everybody's going on and on about what a great tournament. Another year in the books, and just one of the best regional tournaments in the country, it seems like. Year after year, you guys battle it out, I think, with Linda Einsiedler and uh, and Rocky up in, uh, up in Portland in terms of the best regional tournament, and then Karen Parish down in the in the south as well and uh, you're really making a name for yourself for that great lakes tournament cj oh thanks for saying that i appreciate it it's tough competition with all those guys you know the the secret sauce you've kind of got it figured out i think and that's why i wanted to get you on here you know maybe you can share your secrets with other tournament directors around the country and they may not be doing a regional tournament they might be doing just a little local one but you could maybe uh take their hand and be their sherpa be their tournament sherpa and guide them to uh, 
uh, the, the tournament promised land here. <laughs> that <laughs> sounds really, good. A really well-run tournament. Now, one thing you had mentioned, you uh, you listened to my uh, my conversation with Brian Staub for episode number 75. That's right. What was the, you had sent me a little note? Oh, yeah. We're all talking about it because we think it's crap that you got to share a six-pack with Brian. How does he write? <laughs> <laughs> it was just, you know, it was a milestone episode and I thought, who better to celebrate with and just let's just split a six-pack with Brian Staub, you know? That would yeah. be just the dream come true, but uh, what were you thinking? We're definitely going to split a bottle of wine. We're going to, you know, knock it up a notch here. All right. Here no we go. Bud Light. <laughs> Bud Light. <laughs> All right, so you want to split a bottle of wine here. You got that. What do you, you, what do you have here? What are we drinking today? We're going to have a glass or two of Pinot Grigio. All right, I've got here in North Carolina, I have the Immortal Zen. Zinfandel. Ooh. Zinfandel is my favorite. Not white Zinfandel, but red Zinfandel, because I like oh. a big, bold wine. I like the... Oh. Zinfandel is the Van Halen of wines. <laughs> it really That's is. That's what I'm told. That's I don't have I'm like told. a sophisticated palate, so... I'm I only a to. white wine drinker. Okay. So you have your Pinot, and then I know the time difference, Melissa, might uh, you know might force you to be a teetotaler here. <laughs> oh, no. I got my shot of bourbon ready. Oh, cool. <laughs> All right. Wow. Hey, listen, if we're going to make Saba lightweight, let's go big. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You knocked it out of the park, Melissa. All right, That's ladies. Great. Here we go. In Arizona, Michigan, here in North Carolina, virtual clink of the glass to you, ladies. Oh. There. I got the I got the cork out. Nice. Good cork poppage. All right. Ooh, that's good. That's good Zenfandel. Lodi is the best. Lodi Zens are the best. Love the Lodi appellation. Now let's get to it. And and maybe that could be secret number one of how to run a great tournament, because I know that uh, in the wine industry, there's an old saying that uh, it takes a lot of beer to make great wine. <laughs> and that, that's uh, the truth you have to relax you have to not get stressed about what you're doing it's a process and you have to let the process sort of uh you know do its own thing and uh you know a tournament kind of takes on a life of its own as well and sometimes you can guide it but you can't control everything can you cj no you can't you've got to be prepared you've got to have a plan going in gearing up for a tournament what are like three big things in the prep phase that you recommend all tournament directors do let's start with the first one i think the first one would be having melissa yeah absolutely very important to have on board and along with that would be a really great venue something that has ample courts for the right field of players maybe capping the player groups to allow for better playing experience because sometimes it seems like we try to pack so many players in well that's what i was going to ask it's kind of a chicken or the egg thing do you estimate the number of players and then try to find the venue or do you find the venue first and then say all right this can hold this many players no i find the venue first okay so you know how many courts you're working with exactly and is it pretty much just one basketball court equals three pickleball courts? Because you're, are you always indoors at the uh, Great Lakes Regionals? I prefer to have it indoors because I don't want to bank on the weather being good here in Michigan. I mean, we just never know. Oh, I know. Um, and listen, look at you know Melissa out there in Arizona, and everybody tells you, oh, don't worry about it if you have a West Coast tournament. You know, California, Arizona, Nevada, nah, it never rains. And then you know you can hear the rain behind Melissa right now. Imagine if it was a tournament day. You know, it's like, oh no. 
Oh, it's got to be the worst stress. This weekend that we had it this past two weekends ago, it rained the whole weekend. So I was relieved to have it inside. And you were mocking the rain. You were inside going, rain all you want. Go right ahead. I actually was. Yeah, you got to do that. You have to mock the rain. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of the great things about having an indoor tournament is being able to just thumb your nose at the rain. Go ahead. Give me what you got. We had a first out here too, you guys, this weekend. I was doing one in Prescott and uh, it was, they have like this automated system that every 15 minutes watches, I guess, for lightning. And if it's anywhere within 10 miles of the of that area, then a huge siren goes off and everybody has to clear the area. So we had that on Saturday and then followed by a rain on Sunday. And so it, it is a challenge and you're on the edge of your seat, hoping it'll go away, dry up and play can continue. Just don't want to take that chance on a tournament. If I were running a tournament, I would insist that it be indoors. Now, what's another tip? Uh, you mentioned the first one there. What's your second tip for doing the prep work for uh, having an amazing, awesome tournament? Without a doubt, you have to have a strong support staff and not just like a co-director, but maybe like three or four really strong managers or people that can help run a solid tournament. And then not be afraid to delegate things to them? Correct. I'm pretty good at delegating, though. (laughs) And I know this about CJ. She's got a great way with people and a very friendly rapport who's approachable, who also, you know, if you're supporting her, she trusts you to do what it is you need to do to help make her successful in her role. And I think that's a sign of a good tournament director. And CJ just naturally has those qualities. Thanks, Melissa. I could see that uh, when we were down in Mobile. Even though you weren't running that tournament, I could see the gears turning as you were watching things and everything. And you were thinking, that needs to be done. And I'd do that. And whoop, yep, she's doing it. That's for sure. You know, that's what's great about Karen Parrish and I. We try to tag team with all of our tournament stuff. We run everything by one another. And she's great because she's a phone call away and vice versa. And I'll just shoot her a text at any hour of the night. And she's got an answer or a suggestion for me. And you could count, you know, somebody like that. That as part of your support system, other people that have run regional tournaments, you can bounce things off of. You need a sounding board for things like that. You definitely do. A problem that you're facing, Karen has probably had to face, Linda Einsiedler, Rocky, you know, Melissa's probably seen it 10,000 times. And uh, that's another another reason not just to have pickleball tournaments during the tournaments, but leading up to the tournament. I mean, there's nothing that Melissa and Greg haven't seen. So, you know, if you run into a wrinkle, you can bounce it off them and they go, oh, yeah, we ran into that at nationals and here's what we did and it worked great. Oh, yeah. I mean, I always say that uh, you never stop learning. There's uh, more that women sure we haven't seen but uh, we've certainly seen a lot of a lot of interesting situations and and we do get calls um, from tournaments uh, asking us if we could help them through some sticky situations at times and offer some of our expertise if you will to help them get through some hurdles so now we've we finished up the prep work and now we're moving into the actual tournament and now okay. you know tournament day is upon us the actual event is going to start what do you think what's the top thing you know when you wake up that morning and the tournament's about to start what should your primary focus be on cj without a doubt it's the volunteers i mean you've got to have a great support staff you know to keep the courts full and keep the referees out but kind of a little bit i mean that is the most important but even before that for me that very day i told john not to talk to me until monday (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of the comments that I heard from the Great Lakes Regionals, CJ, was that there were so many screens around, you didn't have to wonder, you know, where you needed to be or if it was your time to play or when it was coming up. You could just pretty much look anywhere and there was a big giant screen with the information right there. You didn't have to hunt anybody down. Was that something that you put uh, like a special thought or emphasis on? We definitely did. I mean, that's what keeps the tournament going. And it also keeps people off or Maryland's back, you know, wondering if they're next and, mm-hmm. and where they are on the waiting list. So that was a big deal. And, you know, the announcements, then we're announcing the next match, but we're not calling people. So it helped it run smooth. Yeah, CJ's done a great job talking about planning and preparation. The more you can prepare the players um, and educate them on what's available to them and what's expected of them to participate in the tournament, um, I think the more smoothly those tournaments run as well. What's another one, CJ? What uh, We're in the tournament now, the actual tournament is going on, and uh, what's another tip or trick that you would recommend to somebody? I think it's really important as being a tournament director to have a grasp on your tournament, not just rely on pickleball tournaments, but to kind of have a, a plan B in case you have a glitch and kind of have a clear picture ahead of time of how the day will kind of proceed. You know, we always have the backup of the brackets on the wall so people can refer to that if there's a problem. Yeah, you got to definitely kind of plan ahead. Contingency planning, that's important to every tournament. Have your main parachute, but you also have your little reserve chute there just in case. Absolutely. (laughs) What's another one, CJ? (laughs) Okay, I think, um, you know, you just got to have a good attitude and remember that the tournament is full of great sponsors. I mean, we've always had great sponsors here in the Great Lake region. And it's also about the players. I think that combination will make it successful in the end. I just, I always want everybody to have a good time. I'd like it to run on time and, you know, just do the best I can. Well, you obviously do a great job just based on the, like I said, the rave reviews that have been coming in over and over for the Great Lakes regionals. Now, what about the other stuff, the weird stuff, the embarrassing stuff, any disasters or anything that uh, were, were almost happened, but you averted them at the last minute? Um, Josh and Zach Grubbs um, were helping me on Thursday. We were lining the courts. We're going to line the courts. And they were super great about being there early. And they had a whole full day of stuff going on, of course. But they dotted the courts with the tape, with the blue tape. So I got there and they're like, oh, CJ, it's super easy. Just start connecting the dots. Well, I connected all the dots, all of them. I just kept going. (laughs) And they're like... (laughs) CJ, what is going on? I'm like, you said to connect all the dots. And they're like, not literally. And then they tried to tell me that we would keep that a secret, but it was kind of funny. So we laughed about it all weekend. (laughs) It was just like one great big court. (laughs) And a lot of blue tape. I could use that court some days. I would like to have one big court on some days. It was one big court, all right. (laughs) I can't wait to hear the blonde jokes that are coming out of that one. Oh, I know. No, I know. <laughs> I've already had several. <laughs> it is a help just to know that you're not alone, that these problems aren't because you mismanaged something or, oh, this doesn't happen to anybody else but me. You know, you know that it happens to everybody now and everybody faces these things. And uh, it's always a, a learning curve with any of this stuff. I would like to know if anybody taped like I taped. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, shoot me an email. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Melissa, thank you so much. And as always, 
always number one on the list. Get pickleballtournaments.com in your corner. Absolutely. Thanks as always. And uh, the pleasure's mine. Thanks, CJ. Thank you, Melissa. CJ, you're the best. Aw, you're the best, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Great talking to you guys. Cheers. Lots of good information there from both Melissa and CJ. Now, what if you're not running a tournament? What if you are just attending a tournament and you want to play the best you can possibly play? Well, I highly recommend attending Pickleball Summit. It's coming up in Indianapolis, October 14th, 15th, 16th. You can share the court with national champions Gigi Lamaster, Matthew Blom, Brian Staub, Robert Elliott will be there, Jody Elliott, Mark Renison from Third Shot Sports. They're all going to be giving you their best tips, tricks, strategies, all the inside secrets you need to take your game to the next level and beyond. Go to pickleballsummit.com and get your tickets right now because in the month of August, you can bring a partner for half price. This deal does go away though in less than a week. Pickleball Summit. Com. I'm Chris Allen. This is the Pickleball Show. And until next week, keep them low. The Pickleball Show was brought to you by PBX Club. PBX stands for Pickleball Excellence. Join today and get the latest pickleball tips and strategies, news and opinion. Save money on paddles and other equipment with coupon codes to online pickleball retailers. Get travel discounts to tournaments and a whole lot more. How much does it cost to become a PBX Club member? Well, it's free. Just go to freepbxclub.com. That's freepbxclub.com. There's even a link in the show notes for this episode. FreePBXClub.com. PBX Pickleball Excellence. Join the club. It's free.